Do not blow up our Twitter handle with, Jay said Michigan's better than that. They want better. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if anybody's going to do it, I think Michigan could do it. Keeping you posted on the biggest contest in football. This is The Rivalry. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Rivalry Podcast. We are so thankful that you have tuned in today. If you are so full of emotions, you are in good company <laughs> are you with us. That we're a hot mess. We are definitely. A, I saying? am at least a hot yes, mess. Yes, you are. How are right you now. doing this morning? Uh, checks the college football playoff rankings. I'm feeling pretty good this morning. Okay. We'll get there. I know we will get there. <laughs> Michigan is on a tear. Ohio State is still got a bunch of question marks about them. So please like and review on whatever platform you're listening. So let's get into it. Jace, you have the top 14 in front of you. I was going to say, well, we all have the top 14 in front of us. List them off for us. Yeah, so let's start at the top. No surprises. Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame. The three last. Well, that's not true. Three of the last unbeaten teams in the country. Um, My national champion, UCF, is hanging down there at number 12 (laughs) right now. They've still got a shot, and we'll maybe get into that later. Uh, Michigan ends up taking LSU's spot. Uh, they do not jump Notre Dame. No one expected that to nope. happen. Nope. And uh, right now, honestly, that's about what it should look like. I complained last week about this whole LSU jumping Notre Dame thing so that they don't have to play Al- whatever. This is the way that it should have shaken up so far. If it was played this morning or played this weekend, Alabama, Michigan, Clemson, Notre Dame, Georgia and Oklahoma, the next two up. LSU drops four spots. They're still at number seven. We'll get there. We'll get there. Washington State, West Virginia, and then Ohio State rounding out the top 10. LSU is a tough one for me because it feels weird to have them at number seven after losing two games, but totally agree. you also lost to the number one team in the country, so I, I don't hate it, but I don't know that I love it either. Totally agree. I, can, I think it between seven and eight, I think, is arguable. I think Ohio State should have moved up, but we'll get to that later in the podcast. I do think that the top four are the best teams in college football. As of right now. I really yep. think so. What I'm not so sure about is if they were to go into the playoffs today, are you confident that Michigan could beat Alabama? I don't think any team should be confident <laughs> they can beat <laughs> Alabama. Fair. That I'll, is fair. I'll say this, though. I think, hot take, I think Michigan, of any team in the country, I think Michigan has the best chance to beat Alabama. So I'm not saying don't do not blow up our Twitter handle with Jay said Michigan's better than that. They want but that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying of any team, I think Michigan, because Clemson could score yep. with Alabama, probably. Yep. Oklahoma might be able to score with Alabama. I think even Michigan on a good offensive week could score with Alabama. But I don't think any of those teams, except for maybe Michigan, could stop Tua, could stop. Jalen could stop that run game. The defense is I think huge. Michigan. Yeah, I agree. I think Michigan's defense could be that X factor that if anybody's going to do it, I think Michigan could do it. And so if I'm Michigan in the playoffs started this weekend, I say, okay, if we are really one of the top four teams in the country, if we actually are going to be able to win a national title, you're going to have to go through Bama anyway. Let's go ahead. And I think just do it would it now. be a phenomenal game. Alabama did surprise me though. I was convinced that Alabama was going to be embarrassed by LSU because they haven't played anybody difficult. And Nick Saban comes out and says, yeah, we haven't really played anybody. I know a lot of people have harping on it. So it was fun to come out here and, and play well. And they did play really, really well on the road of a top five matchup, a top three matchup. It, it blew my mind that they played so well. So I, 
I'm pretty scared for everybody else that's in college <laughs> football, but I agree with you that Michigan is so much on a tear right now that it would be a very fun game to watch. So what I think you end up having, too, and again, it feels weird to preview a Michigan-Alabama game that may or may not even happen, but I'll kind of throw in just this brief caveat here. Tua is is hands down the best quarterback in college football. What he does have, though, is he's got that, I think it's on the knee, right? He's mm-hmm. got a, li- yep. a little tiny, a little bit of a mobility issue. Yep. Now, I am no way comparing a guy like Trace McSorley to Tua. But what I'm saying is Trace McSorley this past weekend is a very mobile quarterback. He's a good quarterback. He's accurate. He's a mobile quarterback. And Michigan shut him down. Yep. Tua is much better than Trace, but that mobility issue with a quick Michigan defense, the number one pass defense, number one rush defense in the country, I think could cause problems for Alabama. We'll see when we get there. I really hope we get to see this game. Not going to lie to you. I do too. So let's talk about Michigan's revenge tour right now. They are trucking along. They are 3-0 on the revenge tour right now, having just beat Penn State 42-7, and they should have had the shutout. It was a lot, and you could tell your defensive coach was oh so goodness. mad. Brown was just, they cut to him up close for you. He just looked like he just so lost his frustrated. puppy. Yeah, so, so frustrated. Yeah, so frustrated. So, yeah, Michigan is definitely being led a large part by their defense. I'm going to throw some some statistics over to you. So, over its past three games, the big, or the big, what is it, the revenge tour games, Michigan has held Alex Hornibrook. Brian Lewerke and Trace McSorley, all starting quarterbacks who beat Michigan last season to 17 of 58. That is 29% passing. Looking at those same three games on third downs, talking about defense, their third downs were a combined four of 34 against Michigan in those three games. Siri, is that good? That is very, very (laughs) good. And outscored those three teams 101 to 27. It is it is completely insane. I have Unheard not of. seen. I feel like I'm beating a dead horse every single week. Uh, this is a team that once again is coming into big games. We looked at the beginning of the season, saw, oh, Notre Dame, Michigan State, Wisconsin, Penn State, Ohio State, and said, boy, this is one of the top schedules in the country. That's unfortunate. We thought we were going to have a really good team this year. And they have left no doubt that they're a top four team in the country. Seriously. And it's, it's interesting, too, because I've noticed this thing. And I, I follow, you know, for the podcast, I follow Land Grant Holy Land. I follow 11 Warriors. I follow a lot of friends like Mitch, friends I went to college with who are either uh, went to Ohio State or are big Buckeye fans. Twitter be real quiet recently, folks. Ohio State Twitter has been a little bit nervous. I, I like Rightfully to, so. I like to keep up with threat level Michigan, one of my favorite bits that 11 Warriors does. Their article this past week, I had to double check. It was like praising Michigan because they had nothing negative they could say about it. And Michigan, on the other hand, usually coming into these big games and, well, we're just going to hope that things work out. Here we go. We're going to try. Michigan is trolling opponents. They're playing Wisconsin's jump around while they're up on them. Penn State, they started playing Zombie Nation and chanting, we are Penn State, up 42 to nothing in the fourth quarter. They mocked some celebrations. All right. Yes. Life is good to be a Michigan fan. But right all, now. This, Chill out. all this to say, Jeez. there's a lot of Michigan swagger right now, and there I've is. not seen it in a long time, and I'm loving I every hope, second of I it. I hope you suck it up because it is really <laughs> going to be sad at the end of the season. When Ohio State beats Michigan at the end of the year, I, I cannot wait for that podcast because, man, has the momentum on this podcast <laughs> switched. The tables have turned, and it's going to continue for you into next week because you guys are playing Rutgers. Do we and even need to preview this game? Not really. Okay. Not Michigan really. Michigan wins. 39 point favorites at the 
Hot <laughs> take. Right Michigan now. wins. Rutgers doesn't score. Rutgers quarterback has thrown 15 interceptions this year. So going into a high defense, this is going to be an R-rated movie. <laughs> it's going to be absolutely brutal. And it's a 3.30 kick, too. So it's not even like you get to just have it out of the way and enjoy the rest of your day if you're Rutgers. Jace is going to be buying the dine-in tickets to this R-rated oh, yeah. movie coming up here. So Michigan right now has the one of the best chances to win out of the top four. 45% chance to win out. Strength of record is fifth. The notable wins are eight or number against number 18 Michigan State and number 20 it looks really good for them but enough inflating Jason's tires here this morning let's talk let's about, talk about Ohio you Mitch. State football now look it's it's easy to find the last five games and go it's all over for Ohio State there's nothing good last week wasn't Purdue but there are temptations to think that there was nothing good about last week at all and that is a lie there were actual improvements it was such a mixed bag of yeah there are a couple bad things yeah there are a couple good things there's just it's such a weird season from start to finish so far about how many different inputs and different things have been going on with Urban Meyer and all the injured players and all of this stuff it just feels different so when we beat Nebraska 36 to 31 it felt equally as weird as the rest of the season has but I will say considering the conditions that we had it was a good showing we showed some tangible improvements but still need work our main problem was the blackout uniforms at a, at a new Thank game you. that was the Thank main, you. What are the they main issue I'll say that the tackles have improved. That was one of the things I talked about last week is that there were no grabbing the shoulder tackles. And even if we missed a tackle, there were several other players around him, which wasn't the case when we played Purdue. The run game improved. We actually had a run game. And I will say this is the biggest improvement going into this next week against Michigan State. Michigan State is the number one run defense in the country. And up until this last week, this last showing, they wouldn't have thought we had a run game and so wouldn't have prepared for that. At least this put it in their mind that Ohio Correct. State now has a run game. We had more offensive line people that have been out all season come back in. So there was some improvement on the offensive line. There's still, as Urban says, way too many shifting before the beginning of the game. So we have to tighten that up. But I do think that that is a huge help. And also just keep J.K. Dobbins in. Mike Weber was not doing so hot. And J.K. looked really, really good. I think they just need to keep him in. I, think you, I don't I think, think that's going to happen. I think you had a good point about at least putting it in the mind of Michigan State's defense. Because everybody in the country knows Ohio State wants to run the ball. Ohio State just hasn't been able to run the ball. Yeah. So at least now you've got a little bit of momentum. If nothing else, in-house, you have some momentum to say, no, we can do this. We're going to do this. That's how we're going to win the game. At the same time, though, you do have to once again look and say, this is Nebraska. And, uh, you know, people like to give Jim a little bit of a uh, flack for some of his post-game, pre-game comments, whatever. Urban Meyer this past week described Nebraska as a two-win team that nobody would want to play. Yeah, that's not good. Urban... That's not good. No. You don't say things like that. You don't say that. <laughs> At the end of the day, a win is a win, though. If you're Ohio State, it, was, it wasn't it was, pretty. Yeah. It was a real, and honestly, like it was a really ugly and game. Again, we had three defensive people that were out to injury that happened that week that we will be getting back this coming week. So, again, with a lot of adversity that we just could not have prepped for, this was, again, a win that we needed and I think was a positive step forward coming into Michigan State. I think, again, that Ohio State kind of controls its own destiny at this point because I think if we went out, if we beat Michigan State and we take some tangible steps forward, beat Maryland, and then beat Michigan, 
if we grow to the point where we can beat that, we are definitely in the conversation for the Final Four. Yeah. But I do think we will need help because the last five games, we haven't looked that great. Yeah. And I think that's going... Because the main reason we stayed at number 10 that the committee said is because watching the game, not the numbers, watching the game, Ohio State does not look impressive right now. And I agree with them. Yeah. But I think that if we do have improvements, these tangible small steps that we're taking, this is a day-by-day thing. I think that if any team in that top 10 can fight their way back Again, it's Ohio State, and a lot of the commentators seem to agree on that. I think as well, you know, we talked last podcast, again, tune in Spotify, uh, iTunes, of course. We talked last podcast about can Ohio State, after coming off the Purdue loss, can they convince the committee? And that's exactly what I think you're hitting on, Mitch, is yeah, you won, but an ugly win over a two-win team where you really didn't look... Now, the run game improved, but you overall, you really didn't look that good. And it certainly didn't look like an improvement. Clearly not right, going to be enough. You're right, because I'm talking about move. small improvements, but nobody on the committee cares about these little incremental right. improvements. You they care about a better big against Nebraska. Game. Exactly. Totally. So you've got a chance now. You're exactly right. You've got a chance against Michigan State. You've got a chance against Michigan. Maryland, I don't think, really helps you all that much. It can only hurt you. So you've got to make sure you play well. You will need some help down the road, especially because when you look ahead to the Big Ten championship game, let's say Ohio State makes their way in there. They win out. They get there. Chances are you're playing either Purdue or you're playing Northwestern, neither of which like there's not a there's not a Wisconsin sitting at number three right now that you get to go play and prove yourself. You get the chance to maybe redeem yourself against Purdue or Honestly, Northwestern scares me a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> they push Notre Dame to the brink. Totally. So you have a Big Ten championship game that may not, if you are trying to win your way in, may not really help you all that much. And so you're going to have to hope that a team like Alabama loses. Obviously, Michigan, you've got control over that. You need Notre Dame to drop a game. You need Clemson to lose to Boston College this weekend. You need all these things. But guess what? It's college football. It's November. And this is what happens. Chaos reigns, as they like to say. Absolutely. I think that this Saturday will tell a lot for the Buckeyes. If we show some solid improvement and get a sound win, I don't think that this game will be close. I think it'll be a big win one way or the other. It's either Ohio State shows up, massive improvement, a lot of a lot of swagger and destroys Michigan State or the other way around. We just don't show up and it's going to be another Purdue looking game and I think Michigan State will win by a lot and then that will pretty much diagnose that we might yep. get a, we'll probably win against Maryland and then against Michigan. I I if we do if we don't do well in Michigan and it's so hard to say because it's a rivalry game and you never know who's going to show up, but right. it it doesn't bode well if Michi- if Michigan State beats Ohio State. Our quarterback Dwayne Haskins got some insider info from a buddy of his against Michigan State, Shea Patterson. Oh, are they buds? Apparently, they, they, the apparently they go back to eighth grade and they've played in several games together <laughs> awesome. and they're actually friends. So I don't know what it is with these quarterbacks, Tua and Shea and Dwayne. They all seem to know each other and text each other and talk to each other. But I thought it was really interesting. Can you that, imagine that group chat? Right. <laughs> An Ohio State quarterback and a Michigan quarterback working together. To I just thought that was really, really interesting. He, Dwayne later said, I'm not going to talk to him a lot because he's obviously involved <laughs> with that team up there. But that is kind of cool to see that sort of camaraderie and that rivalry kind of being pushed aside just for the sake of bettering you know this sort of situation because these are two teams that both despise Michigan State. One of the things that's interesting looking to the end of the year too is that I was actually talking with somebody about this the other day where you you have to you have two things you have to throw out the records for the Michigan Ohio State game every single year because there have been Ohio State teams 
that weren't very good that pushed Michigan to the brink. Right. You've had Michigan teams that were just really struggling through the year. Yep. But, you know, Brady Hope goes for two to try to win it. Stuff like that. And yet, on the other hand, you have the better team has 99% of the time, the better team has still managed to win the game. Yep. So you've got both of those things. For this week in particular, I think you're going to actually learn a lot about how, I totally agree with you, you'll learn a lot about how you'll play against Michigan yep. by how you play against Michigan State. Now, Michigan is a much better team than Michigan State, yep. but Michigan State plays possession-style ball. And as it They're going to run the ball yeah. down your throat and say, stop me, especially with Brian Lewerke not doing anything. Ohio State's going to have to find a way to stop the run. Absolutely going to have to because Michigan State can. Michigan State will stop the run. So what you are, what I am envisioning, and I believe it's a noon kickoff, right? So we'll find out pretty quickly. Correct. Um, I have a feeling that's going to feel a little bit like Purdue, where Yikes. they're going to Michigan State's going to have the ball a lot. They're going to move the ball, and Ohio State may not be able to run as well as they'd like. So you may have Dwayne Haskins throwing 50, 60, 70 passes. Is that tempo? going to be enough and is relying solely on his arm going to be enough to beat Michigan State. I don't know. I, and, I, and I'm I respectfully to put out a, disagree because I'm not of the sure offensive I can put out line improvements. There. I respectfully disagree. I think that there will be a much more prevalent run game than it was at Purdue because of the offensive line issues and because of JK, how he looked last week. I don't think it'll be huge, but I do think that there will be some improvement. Give me there. a prediction for the game. Uh, I'm going to say it's 35 to 10 Ohio State. Wow. 35-10. Well, see, th- this is the hard thing, too, is I have to think about the possession-style game. You know, I, I think Ohio State will probably win. I think Ohio State about 31-20. to 20, hey, But so I think I it's going to be good closer. good for the podcast if Ohio State wins I know wins it's good game. for the Just podcast, but it's good for there. my soul if they lose. <laughs> 31-20, I think Ohio State pulls it out, but I think you're seeing a close game into the fourth quarter. Awesome. All right. You got any more closing comments for the people? Uh, just one uh, injury note for Michigan fans. You may have noticed Tariq Black yeah, dressed and played. Had a that. touchdown catch that got called back on a hold. Real disappointing, but good to see him back out there. Didn't do a whole lot, but again, the fact that he's dressed, he's on the field, that is uh, obviously a sign of improvement. And also, Michigan fans, you can breathe a little bit easier. Rashawn Gary dressed. Rashawn Gary played. Big he deal. played well. He, uh, I'm sure he's still a little bit dinged up, but he's well enough to play because the fear was, of course, that you know, Nick Bosa decides, you know what? I'm I'm I think I'm done. Respect for that, that's fine. There was fear that Rashawn Gary, whose draft stock is right in that same area, was going to do the same thing. It's really good to see him back on the field and playing. And uh, I mean, with Winovich and Gary and Uche and Bush, it's almost not fair to the other team's offense right now. So good injury updates for Michigan. Looking forward to uh Rutgers this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I bet you are. It's definitely going to be an exciting football weekend. So we are so excited to get back to you next Wednesday. As always, you can listen to us on Spotify, on iTunes, and wherever you're listening right now. We would love to see you back here next Wednesday. Thanks so much for tuning in. Not just a game, it's the game. You're listening to The Rivalry.